Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fife Property Saturday Morning Show. Jim, you're joining us from afar, or well, I say afar. You're only where Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> hey, I'm right next door to the, to the Scottish Conservative Party conference going on right now. Michael Gove just walked past me last night, and a few others. And I was, I was feeling like chipping chipping in for the landlord. <laughs> just, we just uh, we just spoke off camera, and I'm like, please don't go and join in. But anyway. I had I had been <laughs> confronting them, and I was like, I wonder. I know I know see Patrick Harvey. But I was sort of thinking to myself, I wonder if we should get my mic out sometime and I just like confront Patrick Harvey while he's at his breakfast. <laughs> Maybe go to the Scottish Greens conference and confront him at his breakfast. What are you doing about private landlords? Yeah. So, uh, so today's topic, we are discussing choosing a letting agent and we're going to cover the five signs of excellence that will help you pick the best one that's for you. Because maybe not as right for every and, uh, doing things and, and people judge differently. Uh, so I think that's important to find the one that's right for you. Am I losing connection a wee bit? Yeah. Yeah, you are, but just yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so having a letting agent who fills you with confidence is an essential part of being a, a landlord or an investor, whether you're obviously an old hand and been at it for years or you're just starting out, it's really important to have that confidence in whoever's dealing with i mean basically they're, they're going to be letting and potentially managing your your, your assets your, your your tax-free assets that you've invested your money in so you need somebody yeah. that's going to be doing it properly and have confidence in them doing that and how you choose who to work with um and when you've got no idea what agents are supposed to be doing yeah. uh, it's really like you've been given them um free reign and, and once you've given them the keys you give them free reign to do that and you only find out then. So there's ways and means of finding that out beforehand. Um, and there's telltale signs that make it really easy to spot the best letting agents. And these are things like expertise, their enthusiasm, their, their integrity, <laughs> their attention to detail, and, Definitely. and their competence as well. Ooh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the star qualities I think that you need to really look for in an agent. And today we are going to explore them in a bit more detail and advise you on how you could use them to pick the best letting agent that's for you and build that relationship that could last for years. I mean, uh, relationships with landlords that I've had. I like Richard, you know, you're absolutely right, it's potential. And, and just to give you an example of how we keep evolving and keep, um, keep learning and keep constantly, what would I say, training? If that makes mm -hmm. sense, you know, you, you know, Stephen Brown actually trains us every every yeah. other week for the Lens Division. Um, but equally, I sit down with a lot of the team now, and I'm sitting down with Charlotte right now, and we're going mm -hmm. through every single week about what my expectations are with my portfolio. Um, and that rubs off on everybody else's portfolios as well and, and yeah. properties. So, uh, if and, and you know, I've got quite high standards in terms of what yeah. I do and quite high expectations as well. Um, but you've got to understand though, I mean. You know, Charlotte's been here for, what, two or three years, possibly? Uh, three years and, at the end of this year. Well, there you go. So Charlotte's been here for two or three years. Um, but still, it's all about learning. It's not yeah. just about appearing and thinking that you've done it for a year and that's it, you're an expert in it now. It's constantly evolving, constantly changing. Um, well, not constantly changing, constantly adjusting and adapting to the current environment yes. and the techniques available to to do things like property, um, property management, mm -hmm. credit control, um, and also ways and communicating with landlords, um, something which I'm obviously have to still work on. <laughs> <laughs> I read skills with people quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, and no, I totally agree. I mean, that's 13 years 
uh, just about that I've been doing this, Jim. And like times like just now, with all the current legislation changing and, and new things brought in, in, uh, in terms of safety aspects and compliance, and it's, it's, it's a continual learning curve. And I sometimes need to sit down like, right, I need to like look at this and make sure this is right. You're, you're never an expert in something that continually changes. You could only be the best as you are with what you are at the time. Exactly. You see, the one thing, it's like when you go into the Scottish Government's website right now about, you know, what, how, how can, at what point can you evict a tenant and what reasons can you evict a tenant for? It's like there's a complete mismatch. Yes. There's just, they're just, they've got, they've got one story on one page and they've got another story on another page and they actually don't match with each other. It was a complete, it was a calamity, um, mm -hmm. you know. So, so, and, and the only reason I was asking that is because a, ten, a landlord actually wants to sell the property. And they were saying, you know, I'm in desperation. Um, how long do I need to give notice? And I looked on the Scottish Government's website and I couldn't work out whether it was, uh, whether it was just two months, whether it was three months, whether it was 84 days, whether it was 36 days, whether it was 28 days. It's like, I had no idea. Whether, whether it's 84 days plus the postage and, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And then at what point, how do you do this process and how do you go through that? Now, I've got to admit, though, um, eviction is the last port of call. Yeah. But it's, he's only doing that because he's been forced to do it. A lot of landlords have been forced to do this by the change in legislation, um, you know, brought in by the Greens and, and the SNPs allowed them yeah. to do it. You know, I'm, 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 I've been very, very reluctant to, to talk about political parties. The Greens is fine because it's obviously them that's doing it. But I've been very, very reluctant and very nervous to a degree to talk about how the how the SNP has just allowed them to do it. And, and just yeah. basically, you know, they've, they've, they've not delegated that task to the Greens. They've just abdicated it completely. And only now, Paul, whatever his name is, instead of Shona Robson, has actually been, in, in, you know, installed. And he's now the housing minister. That role has actually been brought back as a housing minister for housing. And I don't think it was before under Shona Robson. I think it was just like, yeah, you take, you could take housing under your portfolio, but it wasn't actually named in a title. Um, mm -hmm. But it's actually brought back now. So I think, to a degree, they're maybe trying to take back control, but they've really, they've really lost it. They have lost it in terms of, uh, in terms of the ramifications is further down the road about what's yeah. what's about to come and, and what's happening right now on the boots on the ground and they'll not see the implications until later on it's like that it's like the ship leaving the harbor you know how it leaves the key and it builds momentum mm -hmm. and this is like what the private sector rented sector is it's building momentum in terms of people getting out of the sector and by the time uh, they notice and, and the, the statistics come up on records that a lot of people have actually left the sector you're too late. The momentum has been built and people have yeah, actually yeah. left. You're not going to get them back and you're not going to encourage anybody to come back because of the draconian legislation that's coming in, it's in now and it's currently getting put in even more. Um, you know, John Black was on another day when I was sitting at the Fife, uh, the Fife um, Sal meeting and he was saying, there's no doubt about it that rent caps are here to stay. Yeah. And in some shape or form. And how they evolve that, that we do not know. But I tell you what, for a lot of landlords, it's like, I, I've, I've had enough. It's not me personally, but it's, I've had enough. Yeah. Like, why would I, I'll just take the money and run? I could, I could do something else with that. Why would I need this hassle and this bother? I'll just take the money and run and go for it. Anyway, this doesn't really go in about the fact. No, but I think, I think while we're on here, it's relevant to kind of highlight that. And hopefully, like you say, Jim, maybe that is signs that they're, they're trying to rectify the problems that are uh, that we're currently experiencing from what's been put in place by the Scottish government. But I mean. 
uh, some of the things like the rent cut and that are here to stay and that, that's what's causing the problem for a lot of landlords and it's a lot of the smaller landlords that just have a couple of properties and they're just like it's not worth my time anymore i see it i've seen it on the daily nearly now yeah, um, yeah. that people are coming to me with that kind of outlook and that's a shame but that's how they feel and it's and once they're gone you're not gonna be able to turn them around so and um, and, and i'll talk about the operation show on yeah. monday 12 30 but you know how my portfolio purchase is going of 30 properties Mm -hmm. um, but there's 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 wee red flags popping up every soon again now, and it's like you know I'm I'm beginning to swither now because of the impending legislation and more draconian. I'm beginning to swither a bit, thinking, is it, why would I why should I bother? It's yeah. like why why do I bother? Why am I doing this? What for? What what reason? Yeah, just but just before we move on, then Jim, obviously you said that you're not in a position where you're like I'm, I'm, i want to leave and get out and things but as that kind of that's the feeling for smaller landlords that maybe have just one or two properties and things you've obviously got a bigger portfolio you've mitigated for situations that kind of like this obviously yeah. so yeah. you're 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 fine what is it that puts you off maybe expanding even further um do you think it'd be more difficult for you to get yourself in a position where you're you have mitigated against situations like this or is it just you just fed up <laughs> with trying to deal with it no i don't, I don't think i need to be fed up it's like no. how, much more, how much more do i need yes you know right, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, like, I'm comfortable as an understatement i'm extremely comfortable yeah you know i could literally just sit on the beach for the rest of my life and yeah. have tens of thousands come in every single year and, and i'm not doing anything for it anymore because i've built all that over all the years now that's not as a result of that's not as a result of of the tenants income that's as a result of investment strategy yeah. it's, it's got that so it's it's like i've built huge amounts of wealth and it's the wealth that you could easily live off for the rest of your life and then you could pass it into the next generation as well and they could live off it as well so okay. why why would i need to bother why why would i go all that effort why would i put myself through that hassle um and, and you know it does get to you however i've been here before a couple of times I'll be here. Well, well, as you say, that that is that's a wealth creation topic, and we'll, we'll yeah. probably touch it. We'll touch will, on that again on Monday. Wealth creation. So remember, yeah. at top of that, wealth creation show at twelve thirty on Monday. Yeah. So back on topic for this morning, um, choosing the, the right letting agent and spotting the pros from the cons. Now, while being professional and experienced doesn't always translate to being a high performance uh, agent, as the essential foundation of a letting agent and uh, one that you could probably have a lot of faith in so yeah. use um use some of these things that i'm going to cover just now as must-haves when you're building a short list and selecting your future agent or if you're if you're obviously just starting out or if you're, you're you're looking potentially for a new agent i don't know um but one important thing is a modern and well-functioning website with an active presence on social media and how they showcase your property across multiple different uh, platforms and the ways that they do that. Now, Jim, we're well aware of that, um, and we have built a lot over the last few years on social yeah, media yeah. and the, the amount of work that's been into the website. I know you spent a lot of time uh, tweaking our website and things to make it what it is, and the amount of traction we get on that, on as well that, as obviously from the social media platforms. On the face oh, of yeah. it, my somebody said to me the other day, it's like, oh, your website's not changed in about 10 years, and it's like, yeah, yeah you think it's no changed but on the face of it you think it's no changed but the engineering technology yeah. behind it has actually changed and that's how it gets about about um, 430,000 visitors a year mm -hmm. that's that's about that's almost that's almost 50 40,000 every month or thereabouts it's about 40,000 every month that's a we've kept track of that Jim for a good few years now and, and seen how that's built 
over the years, the, the charts. I remember jumping for joy when we first started at Five Properties and we went, we're getting 600 visitors a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're getting 20,000. It's like, wow. Yeah. Now, but that's that's as a result of uh, clever engineering and, and content marketing like what we're doing right now. And, and, yeah. and Google indexes are very, very high in the rankings because it's modern and it's it's of today. It's not old, outdated information in, in, on that website. So that's why we do all these blogs and vlogs and put all that information on religiously. Because everybody says, God, you spend an awful lot of time doing shows and blogs and vlogs and, and all the rest of it. You know, how, how have you got time for me for selling my property or letting my property? And I'm like, you wouldn't believe what system we, we operate and how yeah. we do it. It's phenomenal. Um, but what you see, how us doing right now, could be could be a rerun for all you know. Because um, we could live broadcast without us, actually us being there. If, <laughs> that's weird. Eh? Um, yeah, I, th I think as well, um, a lot of years ago, it would, you would everything would revolve around the one agent. I mean, everything doesn't evolve around me and lettings or you and sales. Or, do you know what I mean? There's a, we've, there's a whole team and we all work together on each and on, on each side of things. And that's how it all functions the way it does. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. It's like, what is the backing? So you can look at one individual person and think, yeah, I'm going to go with them. But what, what, what's backing them up? Yeah. What system do they operate? Who's in the background making sure it happens? Because that one person can't be there all the time. And at some point in time, they'll have to take a break or go on holiday. So if you think they're going to be looking after your property all the time, if they're a one-man operation or one-woman operation, then think again, because they're not going to be operating all the time. Um, so that's why you need a, a, a whole load, a team uh, running behind. I mean, a team. Together, everyone achieves more. Effectively. I, and, you know, it's an old cliche, but it's actually true. And there's no I in the team. Um, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. So... Uh, the other one as well is actually uh, the, the social media websites, like what you said, social media platforms. So we individually go for regions rather than actually for the actual Fife itself because we go for localised uh, areas because people live and move within that area. Nobody wants to see a property in Fife on a Dundee platform or vice yeah. versa. You know, nobody wants to see a Dundee property in, in the Fife, on, on a, Fife, a Fife properties website. Um, it does what it says in the tin as well as what the social media platforms do as well. I do not want to see a property for, you know, a St Andrews on Dunfermline, for example. Yeah. And I know we do that with the personal property tours because that's essential because some some people actually want to move very rarely, but we don't we don't promote it all the time. Um, well, that's only the time we share different properties on different platforms is with the personal property tour and the link to the website, which drives traffic instantly. Um, and therefore, that's why it's seen and drive traffic, and then we can retarget from there under under retargeting technology, which is yeah. used by all the big corporations, which is what we are using. Uh, homes listed on major property posters as well as uh, using a price uh, price strategies to maximise your audience and generate the most interest is probably another key one. Engaging with an upbeat with upbeat descriptions this is quite important. And um, people want to move to a property um, on an, uh, for maybe for the dimensions of the property in the beginning, but more importantly, mm -hmm. what, what lifestyle will it give me when I get there? What's in the area? I was just um, going to say the area and what's yeah. what's nearby. And there's no doubt about it. You know, in the next the next boom area is probably more than likely is Arbor Hill because it's yeah. right next door to the train station, and yeah. there's no other place right next door to the train station really because at the other side is the swimming pool, the bus station, and the retail park. The retail uh, park and the ice cream things. Yeah, Arbor Hill. Arbor Hill is perfectly positioned for that. Train station, retail park, bus station, high street, all the amenities, swimming pool as well, right on your doorstep. 
which works out well for you, Jim. And as, and as well as the Fife Coastal Path, I had to mention yeah. that and get that in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> Leiden, be, I mean, Leiden's a beautiful be on, beach. Be on my gravestone <laughs> next to the Fife Coastal Path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and leaving beach, leaving beach is beautiful. Leaving and London links, blue flag, and um, things like that. If you mention that in descriptions, then that that gets people's attention. Engaging up yeah. high quality videos and photographs is probably to inspire tenants to actually view in the first place as well. Uh, and yeah. an in-depth knowledge of the local market, as we've said, and uh, an ever-changing lettings law uh, to help avoid uh, avoid unnecessary costly and lengthy disputes. If you get it right when somebody moves in, in the first place, then that's the best thing. Now, a classic example of that recently was I was, uh, you know, um, May phoned me up and said, uh, oh, we've got a tenant lined up for your property. What's your thoughts on it? And I said, you know, we went through things and I went, look, because of the impending, or because of the legislation that's been put in place, um, I know they've got a good, a really good job in what they're doing. They've only been in it for about a year, but I'd prefer to have a guarantor along line with it, yeah. uh, just in case, because you're at a point where now, if, if you get a rent use, it has to be six months before you can do anything about it. And to take a six month hit, I don't think anybody can actually take that out there. Um, and, and that is another absurdity in the law. But that's that's another story. Um, so that's the sort of things. Um, uh, appearance as well. Oh yeah. Sarah Bini actually said it once, and, I, and I'll talk about it again. I, I remember Sarah saying it, and this was this was when I was having a challenging time actually trying to let one of my properties, uh, and it was years ago. It was probably about 10, 15 years, fifteen years ago. And I remember it was, she was she was on the tele, television and says she says to the owner, uh, "Do you know if you don't love your house?" When you when it's presented the way it's presented to now, no one else will love it either. Yeah. And I tell you what, the penny dropped because that's what I felt about this property. Uh, and then I actually went and, and did what I needed to do to think, yeah, okay, I would move into that now. And I, I would love no yeah. that. Yeah. Let no bother. It's I always look at on the principle that if you would live in it yourself, then someone else will. And yes. you should never be letting a property really that you are not prepared to live in yourself. I would agree. Yeah. And I think the, the appearance of the agent themselves as well in terms of just obviously, you know, the way they dress and how they, they I mean, if somebody's taking the time in the morning to get up and make themselves presentable and get to work and be, do you know what I mean? Then it says a lot about them as a person. But I've seen right. some agents over the years and they're just thrown together. It's like, that just does not I mean, we're on our show this morning. Uh, yeah, this is Saturday yeah. morning. But... This, is, this is casual, but to them, this is actually a business attire. Mm-hmm. The very fact that what you've got in the now to them as a business. Oh, I, I get no. it because I'm I'm my own boss and I do what I want. It's like, geez, it's like what effort do you think you're going to put into my house if you're if you're presenting yourself like that? Because that just doesn't tell me anything. So it, it kind of really has a, it really gives away a, a, a subliminal clues um, as to as to as to as to you as a as a landlord or investor as to say that. Maybe they're not the right people for me because they just don't present themselves well, yeah. and they don't seem to be that knowledgeable in terms of what they're doing. They don't really have a track. Yeah, they've got the enthusiasm. We'll go back to that thing about the enthusiasm. You yeah. know, it's like what you said. This is like the recipe to the perfect cake. You know, when you look at it, expertise is maybe the eggs, enthusiasm is maybe the the flour, uh, integrity is maybe the milk. Attention to detail is maybe the bicarbonate of soda, depending on what you're doing. Incompetence is maybe a wee sprinkle of, you know, salt to give it that wee, that wee bit difference to it. Now, the classic example is if you take away, for example, expertise, which is the egg, how do you think that cake's going to turn out? It's yeah. not going to really take out that well. So you could ha- you could have four of these, but still not have one of them, and then you'll just not get that super result that you were going to get at the end. 
that's probably key and integral integral to this this conversation that we're having right now yeah. it is that it is that that overall and the sum of the parts is is less than the whole itself together that's when because that's they, they feed off each other these these five different things expertise enthusiasm integrity attention to detail and competence and they compound when they're connected together to give you that perfect result at the end and, and i think that's really important and i'm not saying for one minute that that is us what i'm no. saying is it's a constant progressive effort to constantly train to get to that type of level and you know, that's the type of person you should be looking for. Yeah, and, and for me, it definitely is. The, the key thing is, with knowledge comes confidence. And if your agent is confident in what they're telling you, um, when it comes to maybe legislation and the whole safety aspect and compliance of the property, which yeah. is paramount when you're letting a property, if they are really enthusiastic and confident in what they're telling you and advice, giving you advice, and if they're able to walk around the property and say, like, this is what you need to do here and here, and I mean, we're not qualified electricians or anything like that, but we, yeah. we do have that general knowledge of what needs to be there, and could nine times out of ten say, like, that's going to have to be upgraded, or this, you know what I mean? If they're confident in telling you that, then... Let me tell you a story. Tell you a story. Okay, <laughs> remember the other day, one of the, one of the engineers went and said, no, no, your boiler's got to get changed, 1,500 yes. quid. And I, and I immediately went to them, uh, and I immediately said, "Nah, get another, get get the original fitter, fitter in the first place. Get them to have a look at it." So they had a look at it, and they went, "No, no, we could fit that for three hundred quid." Yeah, it was three hundred thirty or something. That's where knowledge and expertise comes in, and understanding, and that's a learning process. You cannot know that; you just learn it as you go, mm-hmm. and it's that's why it's important to get people with track records in this field because they know that. And that's why it's so important. This is the difference between this is the difference between you know um, getting a painting from a painting from somebody's today. You know, it's maybe not that great. Um, a painting from me, for example, I do a painting, and everybody goes, "Oh yeah, that's wonderful." And then the difference from a painting from Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. That's that's the difference between a, a real a really good qualified latent agent understands what they're doing and has the knowledge and expertise and has these five different categories to to somebody's it just no got one of these at all. Um, imagine one that's got maybe not got two of them or even three of them or four of them one it really seems enthusiastic but they've not got any of them like my god a lot of people do that my my and i'm going to tell the story and it's, it's and i'll laugh at it now but my mother allowed somebody to drive away on my motorbike and i never ever saw it ever again and i said <laughs> why did you do that oh the boy was nicely presented and he spoke well <laughs> <laughs> And I never saw my bike again, my motorbike. Brand new, RD125. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you say, all these elements, like like you're making a cake, you could maybe get away with one of them, but if, you, if, you, if you're lacking a few of them, you're, you're, you're really in trouble. Uh, so, yeah, put your, put your agent to test and, and, and look for these things. Uh, look for a ray of sun, sunshine, and that's the next thing we're going to talk about. And you don't have to wait to give your property to a an agent to find that out and find out whether they've got that positive attitude. Uh, so before making um, any choice on a letting agent, think about things like maybe the way they react to your property and uh, point out the features that light them up and talk about the perfect tenant and how you would like to, and how to find them. Now, the thing about like, how they react to your property, I think is really important. And I, I've got a good example of this actually yesterday. My last appointment yesterday was uh, in Burnt Island. It was in a really nice property. Um, yeah. 
it was her dad's property and we were walking around and sadly he'd, he'd only lived it was a big property and he'd only lived in a couple of rooms of it so the rest of it I said, have you just done all this up? And she's like, no. She's, I was like, it looks like it's brand new. And I walked into the kitchen and there's a big log burner in the middle. And, you know, just, and, and obviously I engaged with her about all these things. And, and I was excited about the property because I thought this is going to be a brilliant property to bring on. And, and in turn, she was, and it was a really good appraisal. Um, and I'll have that coming to the market soon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The log burner in the kitchen sets it all. Yeah. When I walked in and seen it, I thought, God, we're, we're, we're on a good one here. You're going to definitely find somebody. Uh, really good for this uh, and it'll, it'll really attract with, with the right pictures and description and listing and, and obviously like social media presence we're going to get a really good tenant in here classic, the classic example of that the other day is somebody i was actually saying i could never get in touch with the lens department it's like okay let me give you an example of what's happening right here 89 people applied for mill street in Kirkcaldy. yeah you know and that's just one property so and you could go oh my god the rental market's overheating we need to do something about this it's like no that's just quite normal the key is only about four or five people got to actually visit it and actually see it because yeah. the other the other ones just weren't right for that type of property or they didn't have the right circumstances for example you know uh they just they just might have not filled out the form properly they might have not done something else properly and you're kind of thinking to yourself if this is going to be a problem at the beginning just filling out forms this is going to be a problem in the tenancy yeah and and, and when i've got to say to tenants out there when when you're competing against 89 other people then you've got to make sure you're on point as well in order to get the property you really want you know that's yeah. a fact you, can, you know people can actually cast me oh that's no fair and all the rest of it hey newsflash life's no fair everybody loves you when you're in the house and in your family unit but as soon as you walk out that door it's a completely different picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When you've got that volume of interest in one property, I've had it before, and people come back and it's like, oh, I've, 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 like they, they feel kind of um, we're against them and, and we're cherry picking better people. I mean, I got to the nitty gritty with some of them, uh, not in this instance, but in previous. And it says, okay, right. So have you done this? Did you fill in the questions? Did you do this? No, I've not done that yet. And I'm like, well, that's why. That's why you've not been able to progress. So, you know, why have you not got the job? Well, you never put a CV in. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. Eh? So, yeah. can, you know, you don't have to wait until you give their property, you know, property letting you to find out whether you've got a positive, whether they've got a positive attitude. But before making this choice, these are probably the things I would more importantly look out for. The way they react to your property, point out the features, light them up and all the rest of it, like you've done right now, Richard. Yeah. Uh, their phone or email manner when you book a valuation, when you're actually saying, could you come out and see me? Um, also, another one as well is, does the letting agent actually give them your direct details, their direct contact? That's quite important. Mm -hmm. well, some letting agents, quite a lot of them actually say, oh, well, just phone the office when you've got, you know, when you're not in their mobile. Yeah. It's like, you don't want direct contact. It's like, that tells me straight away, you've, you're putting a barrier in front of you and I. It's like I want you've got my big one of my biggest tax free assets or, or yeah. one of my biggest assets here and my biggest investments and you're looking after it for me and I can't even speak to you direct. I think we've got a problem. <laughs> That'll be a big no then um, to that person. So mm -hmm. it's important that you actually able to get in touch with them, uh, at, you know, potentially in emergency situations at any point in time or, or their, their property management division as well. So and, and phone number, email manner, book an evaluation. You could also pose as a tenant. You could also pose yeah. as a tenant inquire about the property and and see how they come across from that point of view yeah. and what their what their um what their criteria is and what their vetting system is and um, get an experience of that because then you'll be able to, you'll be able to do that i i used to do that all the time with other stages by the way and, yeah, I, still, and I tell you what i still do that today 
they have no idea what I'm doing. They think I'm actually just inquiring about a property, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually understanding how their system will. Yeah. How their supposed system works. Uh, how their <laughs> system have, differs from ours. Right, some of them go on about, we've got a system. Hey, no, you've not got a system. You've just got something that you've pieced together when something happens. That's not a system. That's not a, a 60 point checklist like we've got for a property journey all the way to start to finish. Yeah. That's not what that, that's a system. Um, but that's the hundred points. <laughs> is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a really good one. Um, your feelings about the prospect of them being your letting agent are you filled with excitement and confidence, or do you feel like, or do you feel like just another number? Yeah. That's an important thing as well. Enthusiasm is like sunshine and totally infectious. Yeah. If you're letting agents enthusiastic about your property and towards their customers, uh, it gives you a lift, rubs off on the tenants, and makes everything more enjoyable that's the point and that's exactly yeah. why you said that a ray of, looking for a ray of sunshine this is what that's all about yeah what about tackling things like the trust issue richard what's what should we do about that because there's a, you know trust is earned so what should we do about that whole thing trust is earned when people uh, do what they say and they'll they'll do and exceed the, the expectations of somebody um, the same is true for letting agents it's the same as in life as it is for a letting agent and there are a lot of little clues uh, that could help you gauge the integrity before committing to work with a, a letting agent um, yeah. now this is this is this is something that I, I always try and get and it's like turning up on time for evaluation now for me personally I don't like to be early and I don't like to be late I like to be on time some people are like, oh, be early. And it's like, no, because some people don't like you to be early. They want you to be on time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're waiting on an appointment you, you're, and you're expecting them at 11 o'clock and they turn up at 10 to 11, it's like, it's a bit, you've put me out, you've put me out but, here, I was expecting you in 10 minutes. And equally, if they turn up late, it's like, well, how much respect do you have for my time? Um, yes. the one of the most important commodities, never mind money, one of the most valuable commodities you've ever got is time. Yes. It is something, you can get money back anytime you want that's a fact because um, you can just go to the energetics there's an abundance in, in the system but you'll never get back time and somebody that wastes your time doesn't need your attention yeah. i would say that straight away now quite an important one for me is sometimes i'm you know kind of on the wire every single time so i quite happily just phone people and say look i'm on the calls for a straight yeah, and i'll be yeah. with you i'm literally i'm 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 about two minutes, three minutes away from you, because I'm maybe going to St. Monin's. I'm on the Conspire Street, I'm going through Abercrombie, I'll be at St. Monin's in about two or three minutes. And they're like, but but you'll be here on time. And I says, but it's just in case I'm about 30 seconds yeah. late. And and when you turn up on time, it's like, wow, you didn't even need to call me. It's like, but it was just in case. Just in case, yeah. It's, it's genuinely, I have a real thing about people using my time mm-hmm. and, and actually not valuing what I do. Um, that is a real big thing for me. After all, I'm giving it freely at that point in time and giving my advice freely as well. And literally what I've said to them before I've even started the journey has actually made me worth my fee in the first place. They're yeah, literally yeah. getting me for nothing once they once they're once sign up um, because of everything I've told them before. So I'm very, very vigilant about who I'll go out to now and who I'll advise now because my time is so, so important to me. Um, and equally, I expect other people should value it like that as well. That's a good point, Jim. And I think, like you say, for yourself, and I think for any agent who's um, knowledgeable and that initial appointment, you're giving them all that information. And there should be a lot of information there that is, is extremely helpful for, for, for them in the journey uh, at that initial point where 
your time you're they're not you're not paying for that time at that, uh, at that point so the valuation mm. is so important and if you've got an agent who's going to fill it with really useful information and helpful information at that point then like you say jim moving forward then you should be confident that they're the, they're the agent to work it's with it's ideally saying every single estate agent i mean i know every single estate agent out there says you know free valuations and all the rest of it and then you get 20 estate agents out but the reality is you're actually using the time of 19 other estate agents and you've got to question yourself and say to yourself, is that is that really the most important thing I should be doing or should I be picking the, the, the best two or three and getting one of these out? But actually just for most people, I, I'm, I'm, I'm and, and, I, and I'll say it, I'm, I'm actually surprised that I actually get other people called out women. Mm-hmm. I, you obviously, you know, I'm sometimes I say to myself, you obviously don't see where the added value is and what I do. Um, and what I'm actually advising, and you obviously don't understand where I am right now in terms of the top one percent in Britain, in terms of the wealthiest in Britain. And and to me, it's like, would would somebody know value that? Because um, I certainly would. I've been, yeah. I've been working for years to get around people like that and trying to get their time and just basically playing them and actually paying thousands to get these people's time, that type of person's time. So, so when I see it, and and you know, other people using other people's time, I, I just think that's you know that's you know, maybe the right thing to do. Um, you should actually be you should actually be valuing what they do, especially if they've got that wealth experience in these five different points we talked in the beginning. So trust is earned, as you'd said there, um, and the same true for letting agents. Uh, what's the little clues then that you've got to to gain? Yeah, commitment to work because this is actually the way clues it gives away the situation do yeah so as we say obviously turning up for the valuation on time if you're going to be late always notify them like you say Jim, if you're in the car and you're running a bit late give them a phone and say i'm just on my way also following up and confirming your valuation and and, and the, what you've discussed and maybe your terms of business and things in writing and the time frame that you promised them do you know what i mean if it's if it's if it's prior to the valuation and you're going to send them stuff ahead of time do that as you've promised if it's following the valuation you're like i'll send you this and i'll send you this maybe by tomorrow don't wait to the end of the week and think, oh, the last minute I'll send you. That's not a good impression. And yeah. also, um, if they spend their time criticising other local agents. Yeah. Now, I that is one thing I, I don't like to do in an appraisal. I don't reference other agents. I never do to, another, to a landlord. It's not kind of what I would do. Um, and some people do it, do it in an attempt to win business from people, and it's yeah. that's yeah. not a good impression to give. Um, it's, an easy, it's, an easy card, it's an easy card to play. Yeah. Um, it's an easy card to play. However, you know yourself, most of, most of the people that we that use us, you know, do that for us anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no difficult because they've used someone else before and then they come to us, use us, and it's a completely different experience and for the majority of people that actually do that. And, and then they go, God almighty. You don't know what you don't know until you've used it, I suppose. And it's like you think the grass is, you, you, know, you, think, you've, you think you've got it until you see something else and you think, wow. I never realised that was possible, or people did things like that, or they did all these extras for you, or they or they did out, outside hours, you know, emergency calls, um, or they did weekend viewings, or they did nighttime viewings, or they, you know, it's that sort of thing, and it's these little things that make a fundamental difference in getting you filled, your property filled, and for that, that is very trustworthy for one thing, but for that, that is very important as well because. The quicker you get your property filled with the right tenant and right qualified tenant is the quicker your property is earning money so you can reinvest back in the property and grow the capital wealth but also look after the tenant as well that's key the tenant is the most important person in that property 
because yep. they're the one that pays the rent. It actually keeps the property going and actually increases the value. Just like, for example, um, all the all the retailers. There's no surprise that uh, Sports Direct, you know, the guy who owns Sports Direct, is no daft. He goes about and buys real estate, and he fills it with his shops. And and ideally, yeah, he makes a profit off of the shops. But more importantly, he's got a huge real estate portfolio that he services with the with the he services the debt on that portfolio to leverage his position with the, the money he's earning from them shops. Uh, newsflash, what do you think I do? Yeah. Exactly the same thing. That's what most successful people do in, in the property investment business. Yeah. Yeah, good advice there, Jim. But yeah, the, using... Um, it's a bit yeah, weird. You, <laughs> sorry. This is a bit wealth creation, isn't it? It has a wee bit, actually. But, it's just, <laughs> but I think it's because you and I do the show for wealth creation, so right. it's in our kind of mind all the time. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, if, if that kind of um, discussion interests you and you're watching this, tune in on a Monday to Jim and I on a at 12.30 and we cover wealth creation topics, and it is really good. And it's a, it's a really interesting thing to listen to and take in. I, if you are an investor and building a portfolio and trying to create wealth. An example of what happened, um, oh, it was years ago. I, I do remember a, a, a property in Dyser. I mean, we had taken the property in Dyser and, and you know, it wasn't in the greatest property that the person had actually given us. They'd not done what they're meant to do and what they'd promised to do at the beginning because they said, oh, I'll get this done, I'll get that done, we'll get this done, we'll have it look pristine. I thought, yeah, okay, we can let that no bother. And then it was like, it wasn't a letting. It was like, how is this no letting? Because he's not even done the things he was meant to do. So it's like we've taken on in that principle. And ideally, what we should have done, now in hindsight, it was like drop that person like a stone. Because it's like, if you're not going to do that at the beginning, you're probably going to do that with the repairs as well when yeah. it comes to anything that's needing done with the tenant when they're in. But luckily, it didn't actually, you know, it didn't get the traction it should have got. Now, this was, you know, when the market was a lot quieter than it is now. Um, and, and what happened was um, they actually went with another agent because they were showing cameras and they were going around and saying, this is the, my tour for today and all the rest of it. I mean, we, we do do that on some shape or form right now yeah. and we focus on that, but not as good as what we're doing right now. And he felt that he wanted to move to this agent because he felt they were so enthusiastic. And then, uh, consequently, about a year later, he came back to me and says, can I come back? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that I think you learn, learn maybe the hard way when, and through, like you see, um, through a learning curve. And there, there's properties now, and if I meet people, and I'm like, right, okay, like, you need to do this, you need to do this. And, you, and if they're like, okay, right, I'll get that done and get onto it, then that's fine. And if, but if they don't make that effort, I'm like, unfortunately, unless this is done, I'm not going to list this property. I like to think we've got a we've got a set of landlords on our books that actually think like me and invest like me and and want to provide a really good service and when it comes to the tenants welfare they prioritize that over their own profits yeah and i think that if you've got a landlord who's not really in that mindset and doesn't have that element of uh, compassion and care towards the tenant and then you've got a problem yeah. And what I mean by profits is, in other words, they don't try to squeeze everything out. What they're trying to do is they're just trying to, they're happy with a decent return. They're happy with a decent return, so they're happy to put a significant amount back into the property into the, and looking after the tenant to give them a, a, a really good standard of, of, of property and uh, for them to live in. After all, we're providing at the house, they make it a home. Yes, definitely. Let's, but let's I mean, talk about things like, uh, we've, we've kind of spoke about a bit, comedy errors avoiding them you know yeah. getting things right and being thorough you know thorough costs nothing at all really i suppose 
And when your letting agent pays attention uh, to detail, it makes a world of difference, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And it ends up, it ends up to, to ends up who's actually going to be living in the property and how how profitable it's going to be. So, so look at look at the, look at things like their letters and contracts. Ask yeah. to get a standard letter and contract. Are they clear and easy to understand? Are they difficult uh, to read and full of spelling mistakes? That's a real dead giveaway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, process of referencing how they do inventories. Um, incidentally, quite a lot of people do inventories in-house, but inventories are meant to be done externally because yeah. when it comes to a disagreement with the um, first two tribunal or the Safe Deposit Scotland or any density deposit scheme, they will look more favourably on an independent inventory inspection than the role of the person doing them themselves, because they think, well, you could you could just it's there's a kind of conflict of interest there, um, with the fact that you're doing your own inventory and it's it's about uh, an impartial uh, an impartial yes. uh, subject. It's a kind of um, conflict if you're doing them yeah, yourself. So how do they get their best tenants and protect you in cases of disputes as well? That's quite an important one. I always say to people. Um, I used to get the old thing about, oh, being a letting agent, money for old rope. If you get the right tenant, you just coin it in every single month. And I'm going, well, okay. But I kind of look at people's property management fees as an insurance policy. I mean, yes, you're getting the service and all the rest of it. And sometimes you might think it's money for old rope and, you know, this is all going swimmingly well. But the reason the tenancy is going swimmingly well is because the um, letting agent is running it properly with the tenant. That's why it's going well. And some landlords, very few, will go, oh, you better give that back because it's going really well and I could save my money on the fees. And I'm like, are you nuts? And then they come back to you a couple months later. Yeah, it's going to take about four hours to sort anything that goes wrong with the fact that you're going to have to, they're going to have to phone you, you're going to have to phone them, you're going to have to phone a contractor, they're going to have to phone you back, they're going to have to organise, then you're going to have to phone the tenant, you're going to have to organise it with them when the contractor gets in, and then if the tenant's not there, then you're going to have to organise that all over again, and then you're going to have to get the repair done, then you're going to have to check the repair to see if it's the right repairs right before you actually pay for it. See how that process can take ages just to do one little thing. And this could be something like the the handle on the, the bathroom door is broken. It could be as simple as that. And you go down to B&Q, and this is how most people think, the broke thinking thing. Oh, that just cost like £10 to get a new handle. Why am I getting charged 40 quid for that? Uh, do you know how much effort and expertise actually goes into getting into somebody's house and organising an arrangement with them, the, taking my hand the and people involved and fitting yeah. that whole thing so it doesn't actually come off next time and actually buying it from the shop as well and then actually driving the way back home. And, and then that's when you realise that's why it's essential to get a good letting agent and, yeah. and checkups, references, inventories. How do they do? How how do you get the best tenants and how do you protect yourself in case of disputes are most important. Uh, presentation advice as well. Do they yeah. look for opportunities uh, at your property to improve your income and increase the value you're getting? You've just done that with me with Mill Street. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do that, and it's like a walk around to like this carpet could be jewelry coming up, or you could touch up this. This paint needs touched up. Just simple things that are going to make the world a difference when people walk in here, or even in the listing. And now I'm getting presentation more than I usually get. Yep. Uh, with the with the new tenants moving in, because they are quite happy. And more importantly, for the for the sake of just do not what you've done, it's literally increased my rent by ten percent for the new person moving in. Happy yeah. days. I mean, there's no doubt about it, though. And I'll just say. The factor fees on that property have actually gone up as well, so that compensates for that. Just seen that. So yeah. I pay the factor fees, which are actually quite a lot of money in comparison, and um, so that's that's the offset there. 
So everybody gets a win-win situation out of that, out of that, pro, out of that whole thing. Um, airtight admin, and in, that's where we're saying it, airtight admin and enlightening advice it sets the, the good letting agents apart. So don't be scared to ask them how they handle things behind the scenes to get a fuller picture on what they're actually doing. Here's the one for me, Richard, and we've talked about a wee bit, is question their capabilities. Definitely. This is a big, big thing, isn't it? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's really good to put your, your agent on the spot and definitely question their capabilities. I mean, competence, I mean, the dictionary uh, defines competence as the ability to do something successfully or effective, efficiently. Um, so for letting agents, that comes down to the way they set up uh, for things like maybe ensuring that all your safety, and obviously safety is a big thing for me, safety inspections and certificates for your electric, your gas, your smoke alarms, your energy efficiency uh, are all kept up to date and in line with the law. It's something that just, it's, it's always been, it was, you taught me this and we've, we've always been taught in training and it's, it's paramount when you're letting a property, it's the safety aspect. So it's something that I always make sure that it's in place and your agent should be doing that. I mean, it's it's, it's leaving you wide open if they don't. I see it, I see it two times when I'm buying portfolios and when I'm buying other properties. We've seen it in the past, haven't we? When I bought these 20 properties, you know, about two years yeah. ago, and a lot of these properties were actually managed by our letting agents. And when we got them over, we said, well, here's the EICR, the EPC, and the gas safe certificate. And they're like, oh, we'll get them done. <laughs> it's like, so you didn't already have them in place. Sorry. Crazy. You're a letting agent and you've not got any of these things done. My God. I can't, I could not believe that, Richard. This yeah. was quite a lot of them. And this is letting agents that have been around for a lot of years that have this experience and expertise. Even the one I'm doing right now with the 30 I'm buying right now, it's like there's a lot of them, like EPCs weren't done, ICRs weren't done, some of the gas wasn't done. It's like, my God, this is a business you're running, not a hobby. It's yeah. people's lives and you're dealing with. So you have to make sure that you have everything covered. Everything is placed in a place for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that the... the the pending purchase that you're talking about your 30 we noticed obviously a lot of the icrs and things some of them weren't in place and some of them were going to just run out and it's like that's a big expense and it's also a big safety issue as well and obviously it's been overlooked or, or, or ignored eh, which is even worse um but yeah it's, so, a, so, it's a lot to do with well richard that i genuinely think this person doesn't have the money because section 24 is basically killing them yeah. it's like all the properties are in their name they can't do anything about it in section 24 Literally, I think the, the uh, interest on the rent was uh, something like uh, maybe about touching a hundred thousand pound. That, that instantly says that they've got to be a high rate taxpayer before they start. Yeah. So they're literally going to be looking at a bill, an extra bill of round about um, twenty percent of sixty, about twelve thousand pound extra. Mm -hmm. They'll never be. It's a loss. As soon as as soon as interest rates go up in that environment, you're making a loss. Uh, there's a huge difference. If your interest rate is is at you know three percent, you, you'll be you'll be kind of making a wee bit of profit. If it goes to about five percent, you'll start to break even. And then when it goes to in the section twenty four, if it's all in your name, when it goes to about eight percent, you're making a loss continually every single time. That is the time just to exit and sell your properties, and you, that's you on your way. That means that instantly everything's been cut back, and you've got no. You, that's a that's a decrease in the rental supply, uh, which the which the government can't afford to have right now. Um, but but. They're going to pay the price for this. Yeah. 
But yeah, if, if you've got an agent, um, you need to ensure that they are confident and competent in making sure that your property is compliant and meets the safety regulations. If they're not, then that's a big red flag. So yeah. uh, also yeah. how they handle inventories using a third party um, contractor to do that is, is the best way forward. Dealing with your security deposits, your renewals, your rent reviews, and also a really important one, if you're in that position, like we say, it's last last choice, uh, um, worst case scenario, but serving notices if there's a dispute or, or there's an issue where you need to bring the tenancy to an end. If your paperwork's not right and your, your, uh, tenant is, uh, your tenant and landlord are not served the proper paperwork and your agent's not doing that correctly within the law and the guidelines, yeah. then that's yeah. a recipe for disaster as well. You've just, the, the first year's tribunal will just throw that out well, in the bit. Well. Look what's happening right now with the, the legislation that's going on. It takes you six six months rent being outstanding before you can actually serve an eviction notice. Okay. So the tenant just needs to keep it under six months all the time. And you've lost all that money and you've got to you've got to support that. And then they can just pay their rent from then on. So they could have six months in arrears and you can't do a damn thing about it. It's just below it. Um, but equally, if it just goes over six months, then you've got to apply. You've got to serve the notice. You've got to then uh, you've got to then notify the local authority as well at the same time, or it's not a valid notice. Um, so if you don't do that, you're screwed. Um, and then by that notice is served, you've got to wait probably about two or three months before that's actually done. And that way, the tenant's still not paying your rent, by the way, because you're, th mm -hmm. you're now nine months in with no rent. Uh, and then once you get that served, and once it goes, and if it does get granted by chance, then what's going to happen is it now takes about a month to get this the sheriff officers to go around now the sheriff officers go around and they serve the notice but equally what they do as well is they go oh um we'll look at your circumstance uh, instead of instead of being a week now what they're doing is uh, we'll come back in a month's time so yeah. now you're almost a year out of rent how many landlords do you think can afford to do that very no. very few and, and i've got that one right now where it's like that where the yeah. where the the, the core and the sheriff officers are deliberately delaying and dragging their feet with it because they've been told to do it to 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 to, to decrease evictions. So, yeah. the, so the Scottish government or the SNP and the Greens don't look bad because yeah, eviction that, numbers will go up. With that one, Jim, obviously the, the the tribunal extended that, and then obviously the sheriff's officers extended it, and yeah. it's just the same. So everybody's had a got it, a shot at extending it, and this is why it's so important to be able to deal with these uh, issues um, at, at point. Now, this is probably one, and God, I've been doing this for thirty years, and, and literally, think. I think I think I could, I, I'm maybe on to, I'm maybe on to the second hand, but I'm no, I'm no more than ten evictions in thirty years. Oh, no. Um. And, and through the courts, most people have actually just understood and, and they know they're, they're not doing something right or they know they're not, they're, they're wrong in what they're doing. So they've just gone, look, you know, I'm sorry, Jim, I will move out and, and they move because they understand that. They're honest, they're, they're, they're upfront with it. But most of the time, I actually try to keep them by actually just giving them a buy and just saying, look, you know, as long as you get your rent on track, we'll just keep that to the side. You know, we'll deal with that issue later on with the rent arrears, but just get your rent back on track. The object of the exercise is to keep a roof over your head, make sure you looked after. You do you do have nowhere else to go because there's nowhere else for you to go, to be honest, um, because of your circumstances. Um, and that's mostly what I'll try to do in, in all the in all the things. But but equally as well, a lot of tenants actually just end up moving out because they, they feel embarrassed about the fact that I'm trying yeah. to help them. And, uh, and lo and behold, they're, they're still not able to keep up to that with that help. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice of them. I would still love to find some sort of mechanism. You know yourself. 
we try um, Homes for Good, uh, Trust in Fife, um, all the all the um, support facilities, then and stakeholders involved in this, yeah. it will help them get help to get themselves back on their feet. So we go to these people to get like them. Five help. minute solutions, is it? Yeah. And, and look what happened with that one we just talked about, where it's, we're now into about over 12 months and they're delaying yeah. through the courts and that. Um, she got help and she got all the money to pay a rent off, a rent a reason total, and pay it all off to me. And she went and spent it again. She spent it, yeah. Yeah, so. spent it again. Which leaves and, you then. Yeah, the iron, is, the iron is the courts are still protecting her. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? And she went and, and they, they, they know that. It, she got that money all over again yes. to, to, to get her rentaries cleared so she keep a roof over her head and her children's head and she went and spent it all again yeah because private rented solutions wouldn't help her any further because yeah. they were made away they made us aware look she's had the money and she spent it so no. we can't do any more for her so it's, then that leaves us to be honest, yeah. as a private landlord it's not my duty to absorb that no it's the duty of maybe a local authority with council housing because that's what they're there for, and they're a bigger organisation that can take that that sort of hit. But in smaller landlords, you've got no chance. They can't survive like that. That's why they're exiting the market. So that's why it's so important to make sure you understand the person that's serving the notice and the disputes. We are members of SAL as well. All the team are registered with SAL for their helpline. That's the Scottish Association of Landlords. Uh, I'm actually, Elaine and I are, are independent landlord members. You've got your own, yeah, you've got your own. You know, we've got our own membership as well because we believe uh, that knowledge and experience and expertise changes all the time. We've always got that support from them for the, in, the information and education that they can give us and represent us. as a is a is almost like our own union. Yeah, that's what yeah. we need just now. Somebody to stand up for us and fight for us. And that's why SAL and the NRFL, which is the National Residential Landlords Association, and the Scottish Owners Business Property Rural Association, that's the farm cottages and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they're all taking the government, the Scottish government, to court on a judicial review for their cost of living um, cap on rent and monitoring and evictions. Um, has it been completely unfair? So if you're out there and you're an investor or a landlord and you've not contributed to that fund yet, please go on to yes. the Scottish Association of Landlords website and actually, and actually contribute anything you can to this. We need everybody to come in on this. We need these funds. It's going to cost over £100,000 or more to defend this and get this judicial review through if it's granted to go ahead. Uh, we'll only know that in June or July, um, more than likely. It's going to be heard in, in next month. It's going to be heard next month, but we're, not, we're only going to find that out, the, the result of that, in, in a couple of months after that. Um, and it's going to be all hands to the pumps. And we need as much funds as possible. We have not got, and and one landlord and one association doesn't have all that money themselves. Uh, one of these challenges with the National Landlords Association, which I was the chairman for several years uh, mm -hmm. for Scotland, um, they almost they almost went under when they challenged the government, the UK government, on something else. Um, it might have been Section Twenty Four. They almost went under or direct payment to landlords, um, and that almost brought them to their knees. And they ended up having to merge. With the National Residential Landlords Association because they had no funds left. The, the government let them drive. The government's got people employed full time for that. So we need to actually represent ourselves. We need to all put into that. It's an important thing to do. Yeah. That fund is very important, Jim. I would agree with you um, 100%. And I also think SAL is such a good, I've got a lot of confidence in them as a reference point yeah, if you're unsure yeah. about things, as opposed to just checking the government website, as we've already spoke about. It does kind of contradict itself. Um, 
So yeah, and then back to obviously capabilities and competence and things. Uh, how an agent cares for your property, or the, 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 they manage your property with a circle of reputable contractors to deal swiftly with maintenance and repairs and, and emergencies and things as well. Um, that's so important to us. We have built over the years a really good contractors uh, list, people that we, we trust and people that will do things on, on the drop of a hat for us sometimes. I've got contractors that will go out and that's, and I thought it was can't be a price on that. We used to get castigated. I remember somebody phoning me up one time and saying to me, um, "Why have you not got Scottish gas on all your on all your properties?" And I went, "Well, Scottish gas won't go out on our weekend, and my contractor won't." Oh, of course they do. And then I went, "Well, look on their website under their emergency package scheme. They just give you advice at the weekend. They actually don't come out. And um, so unless it's between nine and five, they ain't coming out to see you. They'll just give you advice over the phone. Where our contractors come out on a Saturday, Sunday, and any time of day, uh, literally night and day." Yeah, and so yeah. it's a completely different type of service. But equally as well, like what you said, Richard, we've had some contractors for a lot of years, and what's happened is they've brought other people in with them as, you know, to help yeah, them out, yeah. and they've just gone by the wayside. So essentially, we've just had to drop them. Um, you know, you know one recently did a flat roof for me, and it was appalling. Um, yeah, so yeah. No, they'll never see the light of day with our, with our other, other uh, tenancies now for that very reason, um, because we just don't feel that they're right a right fit for our, our model, our business model now, in terms of the service that we need and the quality of the, the product and service that they provide. Um, so it evolves. We have real core contractors, but sometimes even some of these core contractors fall off the end and they're out. Uh, and if you're out, you're out. You're not coming back. Um, you only get, you only get, you've got, we, well, I'm saying you're not coming back really, but we do give a lot of people before we actually see you're out, don't we? We give them a lot of chances. You know, I'm, I seem to be the person that gives them everybody the most chances. Um, and everybody keeps saying, why are you not getting rid of them? It's like, well, people change. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't. You just have to accept it. Yeah, but it is important. Contractors, especially when you're managing uh, tenancies and properties and, and trying to take that completely as an agent and imagine agent take that burden and the time away for the, the the owner landlord and give them their time back if they've been self-managing or they don't want to self-manage that's the whole purpose yeah, of you yeah. being in place and contractors help you do that good contractors reliable contractors one of my bits of advice for people right now if they're self-managing and you're thinking about exiting is because you think that the hassle is too much speak to speak to us because mm -hmm. often us doing it and and the wealth that you build over the medium to long term as a result of staying in the market. It's it's all about, I will actually talk about that on, on the Wealth Creation Show on Monday, about how important it is, how important that is. I was just about to say all these things there, but I thought we'll save that till Monday. Because um, it's, it's really so poignant in that yeah. situation. But, it, but for people that are actually considering the exit at this point, um, and you think it's just a hassle, then why do you know just speak to a letting agent anyway or speak to us about it yeah. if you're in life and we'll talk to you about if we could, if there's a if there's a price we can manage it for for you so at least we take all the hassle off you and you're still building wealth over that that longer period of time and still yeah. keeping a hold of the asset because yeah. i i still say there's nothing else out there it can it can make the income or develop the income like um long-term medium or long-term income like what property does there's nothing yeah. Well, in the blog that's attached, in the link that's attached to this uh, video today, Jim, is my email and my direct mobile, not the office. So okay. feel free, anybody that's watching, you could contact me. But 
And in regards to the topic of choosing a letting agent today, I think it's really important to put them to task. If you're choosing a letting agent, put them to task, ask them all these questions, look for all these signs that we've covered today, whether it's a website, how they present themselves and how they are enthusiastic and how they react to your property and yourself and the whole process as well. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of signs that we've covered today to uh, help you pick the right agent for you. Now, we've got a few comments coming through. Uh, thanks, Angela Morning, for watching. She says it's really all about listening to your agent as the advice is genuine and packed full of gold knowledge to getting the maximum return. That also builds the client relationship and the landlord can put full trust in their agent. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. That does. We have contractors that will do Christmas Day callings. I've been on a Christmas Day call as well. Um, where somebody actually sat in the radiator, it fell off the wall, and then when I went round to sort it, um, I couldn't get a contractor out, so I just bent the end over to, to cut off the water so it didn't pour out. And then they all sat around and subsequently said to me, uh, so how's your Christmas so far? <laughs> and I went, how do you think? <laughs> uh, they weren't the very great tenants at that, you know, to be honest. Uh, that's not the type of person I have now, but this was several years yeah. ago. I just remember that story about out on Christmas morning because of that. Um, yeah. I was just appalled when they were all sitting around, you know, drinking away and having Boozing. a great time. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's only because they sat on the, the, the radio, which they shouldn't have been doing. And they knew that. And then that happened. And it's like they're saying, how's your Christmas so far? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So that's what reminds me of that. But then that's, that's sort of what it's all about, um, going out and, and making it happen. Making it happen yeah. instead of watching it happen. Uh, or some people will just wonder, what the heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think that's us for this morning, Jim. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, thanks for so, um, bringing on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for all your insights and thanks everybody who's joined in and commented and watched this morning. If you see it on the reruns, please uh, feel free still to jump in the comments. We will try and respond to them. And as I said, the blog is attached to this video and that link and my uh, direct email and direct mobile is there if you have any questions. So feel free to contact me anytime. Perfect. Right, okay. Right, thanks, thanks guys, and thanks, thanks for joining the channel. Bye. Bye bye, Instagram. Bye.